Good afternoon, everyone. The Richmond City Council's budget work session will now come to order. Madam Clerk, if you will read the meeting announcement followed by the roll call. Yes, Madam President. Before we begin this afternoon's meeting, I must state the following for the record. This work session will be held through electronic communication means pursuant to and in compliance with Ordinance Number 2020-093, adopted April 9th of 2020, as most recently amended by Ordinance Number 2020-232, adopted December 14th of 2020. Notice of this work session was provided to the public by means of a public information advisory issued on Thursday, February 11th of 2021, as well as through Legistar on the city's website in accordance with our usual practice. There will be no opportunities for public comment and no public hearings during the session. In order to identify each council member who is present electronically for the session, I will now call the roll. Mr. Addison? Present. Ms. Jordan? Here. Ms. Lambert? Ms. Larson, Ms. Lynch, Ms. Trammell, here. here. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Vice President Robertson, here. President Newbill. Here. Madam President, all members are in attendance with the exception of Councilors Lambert, Larson, Lynch, and Jones. You do have a quorum. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Members, today we will systematically review all of the budget amendments that have been uh, submitted. Uh, Mr. Bill Eckelberger will lead us in that review of the amendments as well as reviewing and ensuring that there is agreement on the purpose, the amounts, the grouping, uh, of those amendments. He will identify re revenue that has been certified by the administration. He'll also identify the spending amendments on which consensus has been reached and enter those in the worksheets and review the available balance after calculations, uh, identify the amendment category and reach consensus. We're going to looking and must reach consensus on those amendments. He will continue in that regard until we have completed the review and agreed upon revenues and funds uh, for uh, reductions uh, to be allocated to. So with that, uh, and, and I'm going to ask members uh, so that we can get through the entirety of the budget amendment review that for all comments, if you would try to keep your comments to one to two minutes if possible, but that we will systematically go through all of the budget amendments and uh, work to get consensus at the end of this. President. Councilwoman Trammell, is there a question? Yes, ma'am. Um, can you just make sure that we let whoever is presenting go ahead and, and present everything? Exactly. Stopping them because, you know, we're at a deadline right now. Exactly. And a lot, lot of things to discuss. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you, Councilwoman Trammell, to the point exactly. And that's why we're systematically going through with, and Bill will lead us through that entire process with all of the budget amendments. And uh, at the points that uh, is are appropriate, we will stop and get consensus, but we're going through the entirety without his um, being uh, precluded from um, completed in that review. So and Mr. Eckelberg. Madam President, just one other thing. Count, um, Vice President, Councilwoman um, Ellen Robertson and I, had this discussion yesterday, so she's, you know, 
it was, you know, she wanted this too. So one should know that. Thank you. Yes, I've had conversation. Thank you. And follow up uh, to our last meeting with our staff, budget and chief of staff um, reached out to some of you with vice uh, vice president Robertson as well to look at how we have been proceeding, what our deadlines are and a process by which we can complete the review of these amendments and move on such that we can get agreement and uh, uh, get all of our documents submitted in time uh, to meet all of our deadlines. So with that, Mr. Eckelberger, if you will lead us off here. Yes, ma'am. First thing I'm going to do is try to share the screen with you. That didn't work all that well last time, but hopefully it will this time. There we go. Are you seeing the I, I changed the header this time, so it's kind of a dark blue. Um, is everybody seeing that? No. No? Oh, that's Yes, I am now. Okay. What so about everyone else? Hopefully no. this is going to... No? Mm-mm. Oh, that's baffling. Yeah. Madam President, have we been forwarded a copy of this presentation? It's it's the same. There's there's one minor presentation, one minor alteration. I got some last minute changes from the administration to some numbers and I emailed that to everybody just a few minutes ago. Um, so, yes, you've got this um, again. Last minute changes from them, but they're incorporated now. Um, Ms. Trammell, do you Thank see you. the do you see the worksheet now? I can see it now. Yes, I can now. Okay, so what uh, what I want to do is just go through the amendments and make sure that everybody's aware of them and that they're correctly entered. Um, this is just really duplicating an errors and omissions uh, process that we went through a couple weeks ago, but I think it'll be helpful. Um, the first amendment you'll see is the auditor's office, one FTE position, $90,000. The next amendment is for multiple council agencies, the city clerk, the assessor's office, the auditor, and the chief of staff for $281,000. And just for way of background, that's $66,000 for the city clerk for their uh, boards and commissions position, which was vacant when the survey of vacant positions was taken in January. The assessor's office we discussed at length, that was $90,000. Uh, the revenue for that was not certified. The auditor's position is the same one that's mentioned in the amendment above for $90,000. And the chief of staff's position is a part-time uh, part position for $35,000 to take back the HR function, which at the moment is performed by the city central HR department. Um, they want us to take that back. The inspector general position on the next line, $95,801, is uh, for somebody to start looking at procurement. There's uh, $75,000 for a city lobbyist contract increase. There is $300,000 for the city auditor to conduct a fiscal review of city departments and Richmond Public Schools. And that finishes this category for council agencies. So I would pause there and see if anybody has any corrections to those. 
or if you think they're properly included in this group. Please proceed, Mr. Eckelberger. Moving on to the next group, uh, employee compensation. The first block we get to is general employee compensation. The alternative pay plan amendment, $4,470,000. Uh, the next three are implementing the uh, proposal that, that Lincoln Saunders made to you, uh, I guess a couple weeks ago now, a week and a half ago. Um, these numbers have changed uh, substantially. Uh, in Mr. Saunders' presentation, they totaled uh, about 5.3 million, and at the moment they stand at 6.3, almost 6.4. Um, so there have been some substantial changes. The three and a quarter across the board increase, they have costed it out as October 1st, not October 9th. Um, and this is the third set of numbers I've gotten from them on this. That's 3.6 million. The Gallagher phase two, again, costed out as October 1st, not October 9th. Uh, is $210,000. And then they have been including in their numbers $750,000 as a contingency for unidentified costs related to the Gallagher study. And that's, that's a substantial cont contingency that amounts to 37.3% of the uh, phase two projected cost. The next amendment is another one, just like the first one uh, for the compensation plan for general government employees. The next, and, and if we could stop there, and yes. just wanna make sure I've got these grouped correctly, that everybody is on board with the way they're grouped and okay. the numbers are accurately reflected. Thank you, Mr. Addison. Yes, um, Dr. Newville, I wanted to um, see if I could go back to the compensation general employee. I, sure. thought, I, removed, I thought I removed my um, ask for the money for the city lobbyist like a week or two ago. You, yes. you, you talked about that, but we have gone back to the original list of amendments, and right now yeah. there is nothing entered at all in the potential increases. So I just wanted to voice my, I guess, Right. I remove this off. Thank sure. you, Ms. Addison. So moving on to the compensation for sworn police and fire. The first amendment was the related to the police and fire pay plan. The next amendment is also a different amendment related to the police and fire pay plan. The next amendment is again, a slightly different way of costing out the police and fire pay plan. This is the one that was proposed by the police and the fire associations. Um, this is one of this is the only one of was one of only two items on where we have reached consensus already. And the consensus there was that you would not add any money to actually implement that pay plan until after the study is done. And what that does is it leaves the two point five million for police and fire to get a two step increase on October 9th, um, that's as in the introduced budget, so there's no need to change the, the budget up or down. The next line is the study of that uh, alternative way of paying police and fire, 
and that's $100,000. Um, I want to make sure that those are grouped appropriately and okay. the numbers seem to be um, in line with what you expected. Thank you. Councilwoman Trammell. Madam President, we spent so many hours yesterday at my public safety meeting in reference to this, um, the police and fire and this. The $100,000, I thought we were, I didn't think we were really talking about um, doing that $100,000 study. We were like, what is it, what's the need in, it, in doing another study when we just had a study that was presented to us? You, so, if I could try to respond. The, um, the, the study that you're referring to was an independent uh program that was worked up by the police and the fire associations that has not been vetted by either the administration or by your staff to verify that it in fact does what it says it does that the cost they they don't even have um, cost numbers or accurate cost numbers so what is it going to cost who does it affect does it do what they think it does and if it does what they think it does does the city including city council agree with that so that's the purpose of the $100,000 study, to just make sure everything is right. And then even after you do all that, somebody has got to redraft the city pay ordinance that applies to police and fire, and that hasn't been done yet. So that's all part of this $100,000. Madam President, can we can we come back to police and fire? Because I don't know if all the council members are at this budget meeting right now. I think I know Councilman Michael Jones well, is here well, now. We certainly can come back, but this is an item that we reached consensus on uh, at our last session. Um, Mr. Eckelberger? Moving, moving on to the next grouping, we've got three amendments that have varying amounts for supplementing the salaries of public defenders. The first two are um, supplementing public defenders by a million dollars. And the third one is supplementing public defenders by 1,144,938. I think the only real difference here is that the, um, the first two numbers are rounding and the other one, the bottom one, is a precise number that was derived from some analysis. So I want to pause again at the end of this grouping and make sure that, that those numbers are all right and that you think they're appropriately grouped. Members, any questions or comments at this point? Thank you, Ms. Uh, Councilwoman Lambert. Yes, um, I just wanted to um, speak on behalf of um, my colleague, Councilwoman Trammell. Um, Councilman Trammell, we did talk about this yesterday in public safety, but the meeting prior um, informal is when we became had a consensus. So we still didn't have a study done um, with police and fire. So there was still confusion on accepting that proposal. So I just want to give some clarification because we did talk about it and we do feel that the study is necessary. So just wanted to um, put that out there for Councilman Trammell. Thank you. Thank you. Other members relative to the section that Mr. Eckelberger just reviewed? Mr. Eckelberger, please proceed. The, the final amendment is $2,000 to update actuarial work by the VRS, Virginia Retirement System Actuary. Uh, that, that update is necessary before you can move 
the new employees of the city, not the existing employees, but the new employees uh, into the Virginia re retirement system for their um, retirement program. And the $2,000 is, is much reduced because they've already done, on behalf of somebody, um, substantial amount of actuarial work and VRS charges for that. But because they're just updating, they thought you could get by with a couple thousand dollars. Thank um, you. Before you move from that section, um, Councilwoman Lambert, did you have your hand raised? Um, I did, but I, I, I lowered it. I, okay, I'll, thank I'll you. I'll come back to you. There, but by, by the way, this this is more than two thousand dollars. There's we'll, when we get to the text amendments. There's a text amendment that relates to this, but uh, for the moment, this is just two thousand dollars to update that actuarial study. The next grouping is the civilian review board. There are three amendments there for various amounts. The first one is for five hundred and seventy-nine thousand dollars. The next one is for 250000 and the final one is for $204,200. Um, they are all getting at the idea of funding the Civilian Review Board. Uh, they vary in amounts um, in some cases because of, um, well, probably in most cases, because of the timing of when folks thought that would come on, actually come on board and, and be fully staffed and functional. So if I could pause there before we go on to uh, any other and just make sure that those are grouped properly and they accurately reflect the intent of the member. Mr. Eckelberger, um, it certainly uh, is grouped appropriately for me and reflects my intent, but based on information that was shared in the discussion uh, last session, I deferred to the amount of 204199 as I understood that was based on some follow-up and discussion with the group. Sure. So just as a notation. And, and, and we'll come back to that as we go sure. back to actually discuss, you know, funding okay. of these things. Thank you. Um, the next grouping now below this red line are the ones that we have not yet gotten to um, in past meetings. The first one, two, three, four are various versions of providing additional funding for affordable housing. The first one is five million nine hundred ninety thousand. The second is four million. The third is two million nine hundred thousand, and the fourth is one million seven hundred ninety-six thousand. But again, all four are simply adding additional funding to the affordable housing trust fund. And if we could pause there and just make sure that everybody thinks they're appropriately grouped. Thank you, Councilwoman Robertson. Thank you, Madam Chair. I just want to add a clarification as it relates to the amendment that I put in in regards to the $4 million. Uh, those are funds that are currently appropriated for the elderly and disability uh, for, uh, tax relief funds. And the amendment uh, that I put in was not to decrease that program but to coordinate those funds into the Affordable Housing Trust Fund for the purpose of continuing to provide the relief, uh, the tax relief for seniors and, and those with disabilities, but to also have an opportunity for us to expand upon the services by providing housing opportunities for many of those seniors 
and those with disabilities that needs housing repair. And it was just a mean for strengthening what we are currently doing as relates to relief. There's a lot of confusion in the media as relates to that. So I just want to make that clarification. Thank you. Thank you, Councilwoman Robertson. Um, Mr. Eckelberger, if you will continue. Sure. Uh, the next are some other housing um, proposals, two other housing pro proposals. The first would provide $500,000 uh, for the city's eviction prevention services programs. Um, and if I recall correctly, those have been funded, uh, started and, and funded through the CARES Act funding that was made available from the federal government last year. Uh, and then finally, the Homeless Services uh, Department of Social Services, $1 million to address homeless services. And those are not directly related, but they fall under the general rubric of, of housing. So they're on the other housing. And I would pause there to make sure that they're grouped appropriately. Thank you, Mr. Eckelberger. Councilwoman Trammell. Thank you, Madam President. The $500,000 for the eviction prevention, um, I mean, are we taking our $500,000 from, from our agencies for this, or is this coming, or isn't the governor and also the mayor still have money for this? We could use that $500,000 for some other things. I mean, it's like we're repeating if the mayor's got the money and the governor's got the money, I don't think we should be doing this. Uh, Councilwoman Trammell, it's not so much. I, I think I Mr. Don't really understand it. Yeah, it's Mr. Eckelberg, if you want to provide any additional clarification, but I well, think at some point we'll talk about other funding options to deal with a few of these things. So at, at the moment, Ms. Trammell, um, the discussion has not yet moved on to where the funding would come from, but to address your specific uh, question with regard to this, um, at the moment, if this amendment were approved, it would come from the monies that council has identified, either additional revenues or budget cuts elsewhere in the general fund budget. So, but 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 we haven't moved to that point yet where council is making decisions on these things. So if the if the grouping appears appropriate, I will move on to Thank you. the category of other city services. And these are miscellaneous amendments that did not fit well into any other broad category. So they're just all down here is other city services. Uh, the first one is under non-departmental, $100,000 uh, for the Richmond Participatory Budgeting Program in this is something that's been an issue that's come up periodically over the years, um, and it would provide $100,000 for that. Um, the next one is $350,000 for the Department of Planning and Development Review to update the zoning ordinance uh, to make it mesh with the Richmond 300 Comprehensive Plan. The next one is non-departmental increasing sister cities funding by $20,000. They currently have 10. Uh, and this would add 20 on top of that for a total of 30. The next one is for parks to increase funding for recreation for youth, $580,000. The next one, planning and development review, is to fund 
uh, 12.5 frozen positions, uh, and that would be funded at $1 million. And then finally, in this subcategory, uh, under Department of Public Works, Richmond Police Department, uh, photo speed ticking equipment and contract for uh, RPS zones. So Richmond Public School zones is where you would you would concentrate these, and that's one hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars. So I'd pause there and make sure that that you think these are city services under this other category, and that these are appropriately grouped. Councilman Jones. Uh, yes, ma'am, Madam President. Thank you, Mr. Eichelberger. Uh, yes. Can you speak more to uh, line 47 increase funding for youth uh, for recreation for youth? Is that citywide or is that district specific? That's the only question I have looking at that. I would have to defer to the patron, Ms. Lambert. Um, the only thing I can tell you is that it's for recreation for youth. And without further clarification, I, I would have to assume that sure. it's, it's citywide. Councilwoman Lambert, could you elaborate yes, on thank, that? Yes, thank you, Madam President. President, and yes, um, to my colleague, Mr. Jones, yes, that's funding for um, recreation for youth for all housing communities. Um, right now in the Gilpin Court community, we have 800 youth and there's only one staff person to provide programming. And so with summer coming up, um, one of the initiatives is what are we doing for the youth? Um, this is something that we deem is necessary with everything going on. Uh, that is what's necessary and needed. And so that would extend to all the um, housing, all the districts with housing communities and have lo no programming or staff for the summer. Um, so I was working with Councilwoman Jordan on making sure we can um, have adequate funding for that through her budget amendment as well. So um, that was the discussion on that item. Thank so you, Ms. Councilwoman. Are we able to change that to then not parks, or or I, I guess it doesn't matter because it's still parks. But again, just understand that it's not parks city park. Well, yeah, park, more park. more parks and it's, recreational staffing for the housing communities, basically. Okay. Yeah, I, I I've actually tried just now to add a a comment that that after youth I was going to enter. Uh, public housing communities uh, to clarify. Okay. And once again, Excel has locked up on me. My okay, understanding so you'll is make that adjustment. I'll yeah. try to make that adjustment. Um, well, I mean, once if you can't do it now, the next yeah. iteration of this will have that reflected. Thank you. And then um, the, go ahead. Before you go, um, Councilwoman Jordan. Thank you. Well, um, Bill is working on that. I will just um, confirm that, yes, I had a good conversation with my colleagues and am happy to distribute the request that I had on line 48 um, to parks as well as Department of Social Services so that the um, staffing up can be distributed throughout those three departments. Thank you. Thank you, Councilwoman Jordan. Um, Mr. Eckelberger. Um, yeah, this is interesting. Um, the next uh, grouping of items down here are miscellaneous. They're not related uh, to city services. They fall under non-departmental. The first is $25,000 for uh, a grant to the Hull Street Business Association for litter cleanup. Yeah. 
Excuse me? Hello? I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, that's for the uh, Non-Departmental Hull Street Business Association grant for litter cleanup, 25000 And the next one is Girls for Change, 12500 um, and my understanding there is that they had funding uh, in the in the current year and previous years, but they were for some reason left out of the FY22 proposed budget. And Madam Chair, uh, is he can he cannot get his file to stroll? Right. Okay. I can't get it to do yeah, anything. Yeah, we'll make an adjustment <laughs> subsequent to this meeting, uh, Mr. Eckelberger. Um, are you done now with those others? Yes. And just lost I, the whole thing. I'm going to try to get that back. <laughs> okay. Just bear. Oh, my. It's done it again. Um, Are you able to work from Mr. Um, from Samson's uh, computer? Perhaps. Let me go to his office and see if I can get this to work from over there. Technology is wonderful until it's not. Thank you. Members, while we are waiting for um, Mr. Eckelberger to return, staff are also reaching out. And if you have not had a chance to indicate for a second work session, um, I'd ask if today elongating this session would work. And it appears that it does not for everyone. So if you will um, respond back to them as soon as possible so that we can observe the time frames and um, mandated uh, uh, budget approval periods for schools and for the organization overall, I would appreciate that. Madam President, does that mean that our governmental ops meeting is still on for today? Um, no. no, our meeting today will go from one to three is the time frame it's scheduled for. OK, thank you. Uh Mr. Eckelberger? I, I think we can make it happen now. Oh. Yes, probably we'll need to enlarge it just a bit. Um, Samson, how do I enlarge it? Control and scroll at the same time. You do it. <laughs> you do it. Your computer's different than mine. How is that? Is that better? Yes, I think that and other members please respond but that's certainly better than the first iteration that was there yes thank you great okay. <clears throat> now now we move on and what what i would like to do next is mr eckelberger i had a question about that last section you seem yeah. to have some non-departmentals um two clustered together and then under miscellaneous and then but you still had non-departmentals above was there a reason for that? Um, I'll get back to that and just get to Sure. And we don't need to, I mean, spend a lot of time there. I could certainly um, 
you know, as we discuss uh, it further, it it's other miscellaneous. So, it, yeah. I've added the note about public housing uh, now that I can get into this. Um, yeah, there's some up there in non-departmental that you're right, that actually should be moved down to the sister cities should actually be moved down to other miscellaneous. So let me take care of that. And now we're back. Um, so what I want to do now is go over and Mr. Eckelberg. Ackleberger, quick yes. question. Would it just be appropriate to remove other miscellaneous? Because we have other than non-departmental, it appears. I can. I can. And so just leave it under the category. For me, it would work just saying other city services if you want to do that. That's, that's fine. And, and I've already done that. Um, okay. I can't save this version of the spreadsheet right now. Yes. Hopefully I won't lose what we're working on. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> the next thing that I want to do is walk you over together. And revenues you saw the other day. So before you move over there, Bill, is it <coughs> what were the totals so, at the bottom of the column? They the, are the 48. Um, that's just showing that you've only reached consensus on $100,000. That's the study. And mm -hmm. we have not yet entered anything for the additional revenues or the um, uh, any money from budget reductions elsewhere. So right now, you're 100000 out of balance. But that's a technicality of the spreadsheet. You'll come back into balance in just a second. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, moving on to revenues. We already know that the administration is okay with certifying $3,311,000 from the increase in assessment growth. We can enter that. We know that they will not certify the $260,000 for revenue from an additional assessor position. And we know that they have told us we're going to lose $750,000 because of this change in the way the state allows these gray machines to operate. That gives you a net increase in revenues of $2,561,066. And if you go back over now to increases, you will see that number starts to show up on our revenue table. I'll go way back up to the top. We've got revenue now, so we've got resources of two million five sixty one, and that's supposed to be. Um, but yet, you have we haven't funded anything yet except the hundred thousand dollars, and that's leaving us with a hundred thousand and the balance, and the balance should be showing us. Um, so, Mr. 
Mr. Eckelberger, will you go back up now and systematically come down such that we are making decision and getting consensus and then reducing the revenue source and getting to other reductions? Is that where you're going now? Absolutely. Okay. Um, for some reason, the spreadsheet stopped working there for a second, so I hopefully can make it still work in this apparently alternative universe. That's as interesting as anything I've ever seen. Um, I don't know why that's not working. Um, what I would propose first is that we go up to the um, the category that are the city council agencies and try to find out what council wants to do with these. Um, so the first thing we have is the auditor's position. That is subsumed Mr. Eckelberger, can you speak up a bit? Yeah, sure. I can talk okay. Um, we've got two amendments that deal with overlapping topics. The auditor's position is $90,000, but that $90,000 is included in the 281. Uh, so concentrating on the 281 line item, that is $66,000 for the city clerk. And that's the commissions, the uh, boards and commissions coordinator position that's vacant or has been vacant. The assessor's office we discussed, they're not, that was $90,000, but they're not planning on uh, certifying that revenue. The auditor's position is the same as the one referenced above the $90,000. And the chief of staff, as I mentioned earlier, is $35,000 for a part-time HR person to take back the HR functions for city council agencies. Um, that's not an HR person for just the Council Chief of Staff's Office. They service all of the uh, council agencies. So that one would be if if you take out the $90,000, that becomes $191,000 and if if I could get some idea if council is, is in agreement with that. Thank you. Hold one second. There's a question. Councilwoman Robertson and then Councilman Jones. Councilwoman Robertson, you're still muted. Okay. I'm interested in uh, what additional information we have for the $95,800 for the Inspector General for procurement. What is it that we are trying to accomplish there? Miss um, uh, Robertson, before we move to that item, because we're at the one above and one is subsumed a part and parcel, one and two part and parcel of the same. So can we get closure on that one and then come down? That'd be fine. Okay. Uh, Mr. Jones, did you have a question about that item as well? Y yes, ma'am. And it's really just procedural more than anything. It's what? Um, I'm sorry. Could you say again? It's, it's more it's more process and procedural. We, we just had a, a retreat 
this would have been a great that would have been the great place, the perfect place to discuss what we need in the way of our office operating. Um, because again, my, my question is now right here, what's the need for these positions at this point? Why at this point? And where are we going short term and long term before in the tight budget? We add 90,000 for uh, an auditor's office, 95,000 for the inspector general. And even, and, and I, and I know Mr. Addison removed the city lobbyist, but again, I don't know if this is the best place to have a discussion on our needs versus being in a retreat setting or some other setting by which we discuss what our needs and priorities are and have that filter into the budget process. So matters like this, we shouldn't even be discussing these outside of numbers are punched in. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Uh, let me say that. Um, my understanding and reason I included the assessor was that position was already one that was out there and being recruited for and was somehow caught in the, uh, excuse me, not the assessor, the auditor was already being recruited for and just got pulled into the vacancy numbers that were pulled from each category. With HR, um, it is our need to have um, HR capacity. We have access to HR generally, but not anyone who's working across the um, agencies within chief of staff office. And then the clerk's office, it's simply a replacement of uh, a, the uh, city clerk that handles boards and commissions that we do not have. And so I was responding to our current and changing needs uh, in making that uh, recommendation. And I hear your comment. Mine is just simply a statement of procedure. Where's yeah. the best place to have that conversation? Uh, and I don't know if the budget is the actual place to have the initial conversation versus another meeting where we've already discussed where we're going as uh, as an organization and as a body. And so it, right. it's not critiquing the need per se versus how we get to these needs and discuss them as a body, because, again, we're going to tie up a lot of time just talking about the need for each of these and whether or not this is the right thing, the right time where we could have already had this discussed. And we're just plugging in pieces at this point as it relates to council agencies and council priorities. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Um, I hear you and I understand that uh, uh, that kind of conversation um would be uh, certainly preferable and certainly um, going forward, we need a different budget process than what we have thus far. But what I'm wanting to say is that at this time, I think it is still critical to move forward um, based on the needs as we understand them. But I do hear your uh, position. Councilwoman Robertson. You are muted, Councilwoman. Thank you. I agree with Mr. Jones. However, time pass is not recoverable. Uh, things that should have been done before is not able to be achieved uh, for where we are at the present time. I would like to recommend that council make a policy decision that each one of our appointees present their budget to council early 
before it goes to the administration, indicating what their needs are, that it goes through our committee process, and that council approve our recommendation, our requests uh, to the administration for what we want to see in the budget when we get it. Um, I would suggest that we put that on our standing governmental ops board, governmental ops committee as a standard process. We never see our appointees budget before it goes to the administration. And I think that will get us in front of and address the concern that Mr. Jones is mentioning. Thank, Thank you. you, Councilwoman Robertson. I absolutely concur um, that uh, and we chatted a bit about that in terms of our overall process. And so certainly that is an area uh, that we need to address. But overall, how we um, take on our budget for the organization and for schools, uh, we need to address how we work with that in general and then more specifically with city council agencies. So absolutely. Councilwoman Jordan. Thank you. I just am nervous that as we go line by line, we're not going to get through this. And well, we're going to we're going to push through. Still haven't gotten to increase, you know, decreases sure. in the budget. And I do like the um, recommendation that we defer or have some of this discussion within our committees. And we have our committee members on now um, to talk about the most contentious sections of this, which are the public safety and the housing. So just putting it out there that they've had a lot of presentations sure. within those committees. And Thank could, you lead that conversation. Thank you. Uh, and I will um, ask that we move as swiftly as possible, but with doing due diligence through these categories so we can get through them all. Mr. Eckelberger, uh, if we could, and members, I would ask uh, at this point, do we have a consensus relative to city council agencies and the $191,000, which would represent city clerk, uh, assessor, Excuse me, I keep wanting to put that in. City clerk, auditor, and the HR staff for part-time for uh, chief of staff office. Any Can we show by raise of hands? As the yes, I'm looking for raised hands. If everyone could weigh in. Who? And, and, yes. And I'm sorry, Madam President, we're, we're, we're lifting hands based on what now? The item that is um, I am asking for consensus on is the council city council agencies that would include the city clerk, the auditor and the chief of staff position that is equal to one hundred and ninety one thousand dollars. OK, we do have um, consensus Larson, Lambert, Addison, Jordan, new bill. Um, Madam President, yes. I think we have a spreadsheet that actually functions at this point. So that's what? It actually functions at this point. So for some reason, Excel was giving a problem. Can you see the spreadsheet again? Yes, we can. It would Enlarging it would be helpful. Uh, Samson, how's your computer enlarged that thing? Okay. Cool. Thank you. Okay. So, I've put in the revenues, I've put in the 191, again, it's highlighted in yellow because we've reached consensus on that. The next item is the contract investigator to, to take a look at procurement, uh, 95,801. Now, this would be a new position. The others were, were previously approved positions that were vacant, but this is a new position. So I need some idea of what council wants to do with this. 
Okay, thank you. Ms. Addison, do you have a question in regards to this position? Dr. This particular Nadal. item? Uh, yeah. Dr. Yes. I'm, I'm having a hard time hearing Bill. Okay, Bill, if you could speak up, please. Did um, you hear that regarding the Inspector General position at all? Yes, but okay. just mo moving forward, if he could speak louder. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. You can hear that's, me now? That's okay. a lot better. This, sound, this is really weird for me because what I've done is I've put on Samson's headphone and microphone, and I hope you can't see me because I'm sure I look just weird as I'll get out. Oh, it's, you can't. Oh, it is my, fine, Mr. Eckelberger. We can see you, and uh, please move forward. As long as you can see the spreadsheet, that's all I yes. care about, really. So this is the 95000 $801 for this uh, procurement investigator in the IG's office. Um, uh, if you wanted any more information about the rationale for providing that, I think the patron could speak to it. Is Ms. Lynch on? Okay. Is the, is the auditor on or the inspector general on to validate why we need to have? I was just asking because I was just first going to the patron and then can come back. Understood. Understood. No worries. The patron didn't respond, so I'm asking if the I'm not, is the IG on? Okay. Councilman Jones? Yes, Madam President. I'm just, just, I just want to say this again as a matter for the record, I still believe the best process by which we add positions is not discussing it at the budget, but within our committees, within a process as we enter into. And so, again, I'm trying to understand in a tight budget where we have varied needs. And again, it's only ninety five thousand. And I get that it's only, you know, ninety thousand for the auditor's office and ninety five for the inspector general. But have a plan by which we all approach this as a council to move forward and not just come in. And I understand that we're going to have the, you know, different people. from Mr. Jones, we're going in and out. A bit. Can, can you hear me? Yes, we're just you going me? in and out. Thank you. And, and, and again, I'm not trying to be contentious. I'm not trying to be adversarial. I'm just trying to, you know, just speak to the development of a process, a praxis by which we make changes to our council agencies, that this should not be the first time that we're discussing these as a body. Now, individual conversations may have happened and or not have happened, but for us to be able to sit down and discuss this as a body, I believe is important, and I don't think the budget is the time and the budget work session is the time to have those conversations, Madam President. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Uh, we certainly have concurred in terms of process moving forward, uh, as was mentioned before. Um, so with that, Mr. Asuna. Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. OK. Yes. If you would provide brief comment, Mr. Asuna, relative to this particular item. Okay, and I'll send out a quick slide to, to all the council members as well. Um, and basically, with the contract oversight is responsible for reviewing and procuring the uh, 
procurement and contracting activities of the city of Richmond and government entities within the uh, within our jurisdiction. So it's all the contractors and all the uh, employees or anything that has to do with a contract. So the goal of the contract off, uh, oversight is to promote competition, transparency, accountability, integrity, and efficiency. <coughs> so basically, this individual would be a person that's uh, definitely working in the IG side, but not doing pure up investigations, but doing more of oversight over the whole practice and policies and procedures that the contracting procurement department's doing. So attending contract selection meetings, providing feedback, um, oversight reviews of the entity's procurement process, um, looking for the shortcomings, irregularities, opportunities for improvement in each individual contract. Uh, promote full and open competition uh, within the contractor uh, uh, contracting community itself with the vendors and contractors, reviewing meeting agendas and minutes to identify areas of situations where integrity of the procurement process could be at risk, um, respond to requests from assistance from outside and internal entities uh, with the procurement process itself of contractors having issues or even uh, those contracts that have been blacklisted and, and things of that nature. Uh, provide relevant data information that helps support uh, the procurement practices. So really, it's an extra so, external eyes on the entire procurement process. Thank uh, you. Contract. Oh. Thank you, Mr. Sooner. Councilwoman Larson. Um, thank you, Dr. Newbell. I just want to say I wholeheartedly um, support this amendment, and I think this is an area where Council really hasn't had eyes and ears on the ground, and I think this would be a great addition to um, City Council staff and the IG's office. Second. Second. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Councilwoman Robinson, Councilman Addison, and then I'm going to ask Mr. Eckelberger that you will go so that we can complete all of these categories today, um, and maybe that some will have opportunity for grouping and I think the next section will allow for that but yes. we must get through yes councilwoman Robertson um, councilman Addison uh, madam chair I I am concerned that the inspector general's office has a specific duty that is charged to do for the city of Richmond and that is to actually do those inspections that we have an audit department that is currently doing regular audits on all of our city departments that should uh, the basis, the outcome of the audits uh, may suggest that there is need for deeper dive inspection. Uh, I would be concerned as to whether or not having a full time staff person uh, for oversight of procurement and how that impacts the office of procurement and how it works that. I'd like if I'm, I, I'm, I'm a little challenged and not know that I have reason to be in opposition or in support, but I know that the inspector, what we hired an inspector general's office to do, that is in addition to the audit office. So I've raised questions about that. Thank you. Um, Councilman um, Addison. Thank you, Dr. Newbo. I, I agree with Ms. Robertson. I'm, I'm, I need to have an explanation specifically around this function in the audit versus IG's office. I feel that looking specifically for at contracts that have maybe concerns, 
but every contra- every procurement for these types of issues, I feel like is a little bit beyond what the IG's office is. And I think I just need to understand more around why this is being proposed out of the IG's office rather than being in as part of a either staff position for the audit or some other function, because this just seems to be creating either duplicative, duplicative work or I'm not sure exactly how it's going to achieve that function, given how the, the reporting would work. This is, I'm just concerned about that. I completely love what's being explained in terms of support and improving procurement, because that's a huge everything we're allocating in this budget that's not for staff goes through procurement usually. So that's a huge problem. I just I'm just confused around exactly who this power goes to. OK, I'll take the last comment, Mr. Jones, and then I'm going to set, suggest that we move forward from how we move forward relative to this item. Mr. Jones. Yeah, yes, ma'am. I don't know if we are, if, if, if the president is open to a motion or a form of action, this is, this, this would be the, the perfect place for this would be GovOps to have this kind of conversation in depth to see, because again, I don't think anyone will argue, uh, uh, uh the need to have, you know, a lens. But how we go about doing that, Certainly. I think, is important. And so I, if if we can make a motion, I would move that we move this particular item to refer it to GovOps for them to come back and re- make a recommendation at a later date. So we do okay. it the right way. Thank you. So my question is this, um, and this is maybe Mr. Brown or Ms. Davis. Will GovOps meet if we... Um, literally just hold this item. Is there a meeting of GovOps in time to bring this back to be considered in the context of this budget? Dr. Newell. Okay, um, Ms. So Lawrence, yes. GovOps is meeting next Tuesday at two o'clock. Um, I don't have any information on when our other... Well, the We're amendment sessions yes. are, are, are meeting. So, okay. We are trying to get scheduled. And, Ms. Davis, if you're on, do you have any indication of what that date's looking like for next week? I can provide those dates to you. Yeah, but I'm talking relative to this discussion. But it was when GovOps is meeting. Say again? No. no I, I think she was asking about the budget session. So, we would be able to court coordinate bringing you back the information to the budget session. GovOps is on May 4th. You said you would be? Yes. Okay. So then um, without motion, if there would be consensus to have this item uh, be vetted by GovOps and back to us in time for our work session to decision upon it relative to this budget. Councilwoman Jordan? I'm sorry. I was just going to point out that we just had the chair of our GovOps committee support this position and it's her amendment. So I don't know why we're torturing ourselves when we've got so much to get through. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I, I think, think Madam Clark, getting consensus by raising hands in support of opposition, because if we elaborate right. on every solution, we'll never get through this. I'm with you. So I'm moving to there. Councilwoman Trammell, do you have a comment relative to this item? Madam President, I, like to move. I just heard that we're leaving, that we're not going to continue the budget after three, after three o'clock today. Is that true? We got to find some more dates and time. Right. Okay. I, st- 
staff have already been reaching out relative to another budget work session. We must have one. Madam and to get Madam President, let me just say this. I'm get, I've got like probably 200 emails in reference to things about that we've not we're not even able to get to our city email um, pertaining different things because you've got to go through all these other emails um, in reference to people upset about this and that and I'm not gonna call it no names not gonna call it no council members that they're screaming hollering about and then about the casino this and that before we can even get to our stuff that we need to read. So I, I understand, Councilwoman. So can somebody let us know, you know, yes. now or why can't we stay past three o'clock today? So I am open, Councilwoman. That is an option, and I'm open, and I asked staff to check, but I had a sense that we did not have uh, agreement that everyone could do that. Now, if that's incorrect, I would be pleased to have us work for another couple of hours beyond the end of this time so we could get all of this completed. President, let me just say this. You know what's going to happen? We're going to do the same thing that we do every single year. We're going to get so burned out, so disgusted, be at each other's throats, that the next thing you know, we're going to just say, ah, ah, ah. And, and well, that, that's not right either. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, Mr. Addison, did you have a comment? Otherwise, I'm going to move to take motion, move on this to get a consensus of how we move forward after that. Yes. I was going to say, I have a work commitment that is standing has been since January that I have to be gone at 2.30. So you're free okay. to do whatever you want to after that time, but I have a commitment that I have to get ready for. Okay. Thank you. So you weren't able to join us fully at any rate, um, you know, for the whole day. So we still are working to get another meeting time. We must have another meeting time. So staff will work on that. So with this item, it appeared, Ms. Davis, that um, and there were Okay. Madam what Chair, I would like to do at this point is just leave this item um, for further discussion so we can for further decisioning so we can move through the other items and come back. We can get through these others. Can we put a question mark here? And the question will be whether or not we have time for it to go to a committee uh, or the committee and get back for a work session. And that can be reviewed. Joyce, I'll need to hear from you. Uh, before we get off of this call. Otherwise, we'll need to uh, proceed with putting that, uh, addressing that item with consensus. Um, Mr. Eckelberger, can you move on to the next item? Um, yes, yes, ma'am. The next item was $75,000 for the city lobbyist contract increase. And my understanding is that the patron would like to withdraw that amendment. So if there's no other opinion on his withdrawal, that would be a consensus for a zero there. Um, do we have a consensus in that regard drawing this particular item? If I could see hands raised, please. Okay, we have we have six. Thank you. Now the final item in this category is three hundred thousand dollars for the city auditor to conduct the local the fiscal review of all city of Richmond departments, including Richmond public schools. And just as a reminder, this is the essentially the same type of thing that city council approved a couple years ago for what was then called an efficiency review. And that RFP was developed, but then because of COVID, the funding evaporated. So 
that efficiency review never went forward. This is a very similar effort uh, looking at very similar goals. Ms. Robertson. Is there a question relative to this item? Sorry, I hadn't taken my hand down from the last time. Okay, thank you. Members, um, can I see if we have a consensus relative to this particular item? If I could see a show of hands. Okay, two, three, four, five. We have six again. Thank you. And so, so moving and Mr. Eichelberger, we'll need to take these in sections so that we can ensure we get through this. I do want to come back to talk about um, this item to do with the inspector general. I yes. don't want. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Now, that concludes with the exception of the inspector general that include concludes this section. Up until now, the consensus is to spend 491,000 in this section, and in total, spending is uh, has left you with 1.9, almost two million dollars remaining out of the 2.5 that you have available. Now I'll move on to the general employee compensation, and we can take up this entire block of amendments as at one time because they all deal with the same topic. And they're just different versions. Uh, the top amendment and the bottom amendment are the same thing. That that was uh, an amendments from Ms. Larson and President Newbill to do a 5% across the board for um, city employees and then layer on top of that uh, a little bit of movement for what's called the Gallagher study or phase two of the Gallagher study. Um, about a week and a half or two, uh, two weeks ago, uh, Mr. Saunders came to council and proposed a program to merge these two concepts together that would do a 3.25% across the board salary increase. Uh, and phase two of the Gallagher study, um, all of this was intended to be um, implemented on October 9th. And then um, in their numbers, that's the first the first number is the 3.25% across the board, uh, 3,604,000. Uh, the next number is phase two Gallagher at 210, 2,010,000. And then finally, there's an item of $750,000 for a rather substantial uh, contingency reserve for unidentified costs related to the Gallagher study. Um, I, I have to tell you, in my career, I've never seen a 37.3% contingency reserve. That strikes me as okay. being excessive. Um, okay. I've worked up some numbers, if you care to see them, uh, that actually used the October 9th date instead of October 1st for both of those, and then give a more modest contingency, but still a contingency that's more in the realm of what one would normally see. Thank so you. So if you want to see those numbers, I can show you those. And while you're pulling those up, Mr. Saunders, your hand is up and just I'm again, again, ask you to be succinct in your comment relative to this item. Uh, I, yes, thank you, President Eba. I'll do my best to be brief. Um, one of the reasons that we've suggested that we would go with an October implementation is that a lot of analysis still needs to go into uh, the exact um, 
the exact amounts that you know per employee or by position that that would be implemented. There's also analysis that's needed based on people's work history. Um, as we've said, years in job and years in job could, can include comparable level work history if we have transfers from one locality to another or uh, or otherwise. So it's not just their year hired and their 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 current role, but we, we should be looking at a slightly larger perspective. So that's a little bit. So one thing I would say is, I mean, the contingency should really be probably calculated against not just the phase two, but the, the total compensation adjustment we're making. Um, so I would kind of provide a little bit of that feedback to, to Bill's comment. But um, but broadly, you know, again, we, we know that uh, as as we continue to scrub and I will say to that our HR staff worked um, uh almost 24 hours a day over the the week that we were working to bring you guys this win-win scenario um, to try and scrub these numbers and bring you the best analysis we could. So that's the reason as we've gotten more further along in the analysis, it's why the numbers are are, um, adjusting and getting more refined. And it's why the contingency is there, just because more analysis is going to be needed. And with an implementation like this, we're going to be giving you um, our, our best estimate, but we do need to place um, a little bit in, uh, in reserve so that, you know, we can deal with um, the additional analysis results that, that we know will be coming. So thank, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Saunders. Mr. Eckelberger, let's proceed. And given Mr. Um, Saunders' comment, what are you uh, what are we looking at here? Well, using their num their their third revision to these numbers as a baseline, if you utilize the October 9th date, instead of October 1st. And in fact, the October 9th is the date that these things would start to be paid out, or it would be the beginning of the pay period in which they would be paid out. The difference between October 1st and October 9th might not seem significant, but on that 3.25% line, the difference is uh, – Instead of 3.6 million in their numbers right now, 3.5 million, that's a difference of 129,000. And that pays for some of your positions that were agreed to up top, just that nine day difference. Uh, the same thing is true using their uh, 210 uh, versus what October 9th, which was the date originally discussed, is 1,937,000. That saves you 72360 And then I would suggest that a reasonably thought-through program would need no more than a 10% contingency. That's 193000 If they have completely uh, misestimated this, this, the cost of this program, they can always identify amendments from vacancies and come forward with amendments to provide the funding at a later date. But right now, my recommendation okay. would be no more than a 10% contingency. That puts the number at 5,606,000. Uh, and that's still more than what you were told a couple weeks ago by about 300,000. But it would move everything forward in compliance with the, the parameters that were outlined. Madam Thank you, Mr. Eckelberger. Uh, uh, Mr. Saunders, please hold. Councilwoman Robertson and Councilwoman Chair, Larson. Um, it is 2.15. Yes. Agreed that we were going to minimize our conversation exactly. and editorializing. I think that it's important that we come to a consensus as to whether or not we I want concur. to 
do the uh, Gallagher plus the uh, pay increase for general employees first. And then we can decide on which option, just by dollar amount, please, uh, we want to put Thank in. You. Thank you. Thank you. Councilman, Councilwoman Larson, and then I am going to move forward with this. Um, so I agree with Bill's recommendation for a 10% contingency. Um, and I'm also wondering if there's any way we could, um, I know the 3.25 was part of a compromise brought forward by the administration. If we could look at getting us closer to 4% raise. Um, and the reason, the reason I, I came forward, I mean, my original amendment was 5%. Um, and I, <clears throat> I can't, I can't see, but I don't know if that's what Dr. Newbell's was as well, but the state yeah. is getting 5%. So we know that in Richmond, there are a lot of employees that go back and forth between the city of Richmond and the state. And so just trying to be Thank competitive. You. We know that with the Gallagher study implementation, that not everybody's getting something. So having a, an across the board raise that's competitive is important. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, um, Councilwoman Larson. Um, yes, that was initially as we went to the table to look at how we could have um, opportunity to address retention and recruitment through Gallagher, but also address employees. And so we did have 5%, but as that came back, it was clear that we couldn't get all of that. And so while the others are giving 5%, we at least are giving uh, the 3.25 plus the adjustment based on Gallagher uh, for many employees. And so for me, I am, uh, while I have preference, I would certainly um, be amenable to getting started at the Gallagher adjustments and the 3.25 for everyone. So members with that, um, I would like to move on consensus here. Do we have consensus relative to this particular item? So, Dr. Newbell, yes. yes, it sounds like we are. It's the three. We're yes. voting on what the administration has put forward and not what council members have proposed. That's what I'm asking about right now is the 3.25 across the board, as well as the Gallagher phase two and the contingency, as Bill has indicated, which gets us. Uh, that's the first thing. I mean, people can vote that up or down. Uh, the 5% would take it more, and we're still trying to get to all of the other amendments. So, yes, that's what's on here. I, I Madam would, President, could I just make sure I'm clear, and I'm going to make these entries over here. I think this is what is being asked that you come to a consensus on right here those three numbers that's correct it's a 3.25 it's the gallagher and the contingency but the contingency at 10 percent. that's correct okay i just want to make sure yes and so i am asking members i understand what we had initially this is what i'm asking whether or not there'd be consensus on to at least ensure that all members of our uh, employee base receive something as well as uh, the gallagher which 
may be even more than 5% for others. So that's what's on the table right now. Mr. Addison, are you voting? And question, I have a question. Yes. What's the difference? What is the difference between what is currently in the budget versus this plan? Um, this plan is a little bit less. It, what's in the budget bill? Please talk about that. Is about 5.8. It's five five eight oh seven and some change. So um, this. Is two hundred thousand more, uh, two hundred thousand less, less than the five eight, um, but you you've got some other compensation issues to come across in a minute that will probably take up that money if they're agreed to. And then what's the difference with that? The I guess I just want to make sure I'm comparing what options I have before me so I know which one I want to support. The if you fully funded the administration's proposal as they have costed it out. It's six million three hundred and sixty four thousand. Um, and again, you started with five point eight million. So that would cost you the difference about five hundred thousand more. Um, and that is a million more than the number that you were told uh, a little over a week ago. OK, thank you. OK, so it would cost even more to address the additional. That was the ideal for several of us in terms of the percent for staff, but at least this would get us started with an eye towards um, additional funding uh, in the second year. With that, do I have consensus on this item? If I could see a show of hands. Okay, I do not see consensus for providing has everybody indicated their desire? Okay, so I do not see consensus for 3.25 across the board, the Gallagher and the 10%. So then the alternate plan, um, um, Bill? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Uh, the I'm I'm not sure where we're going. I think we're now back to the alternative plan which was a 5% increase for <clears throat> uh, folks across the board, uh, a bonus for people who are at top of scale, and then a um, whatever money was remaining. There was some remaining money that would be for the um, – There was also Gallagher in there as well. There was a li- There was a little bit of money left over to move people – uh, under the Gallagher study, uh, if they still had a need after the 5%, they could move uh, a little bit, but there was there was only a little bit of money left over for that. Okay, members, do you understand where we are at this point with this item? What's the dollar amount for 5% bonus, uh, 5% across the board, and the uh, 5%? Gallagher. Yeah. The the numbers that you're looking at for the 5% uh, were derived by taking the amount that the budget office provided me for the cost of a 1%, which was $1,024,000 per percentage point on July 1st, and you take that What's the times total? 5 Wait, I'm, I've got to walk you through this so you understand. 
That was 5.1 for the whole year times 0.723, which is the October 1st date. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's 3,701. Uh, so the other roughly 770,000 would be for providing a, a bonus to uh, people at top of scale and a little bit left over for the Gallagher. Um, I have to tell you though, that those, that, that base that they gave me back when we first started this process, Apparently has been updated because now what they're okay. saying is a 1% increase costs $1,478,000 and some change. Okay. I don't, if, if you did, a, if you did a straight 5% based on that, <clears throat> that would cost you <clears throat> $5.3 million. Without okay. all the other bells and whistles, that's just a straight 5% is $5.3 million. Okay. And so we never had a proposal go forth that was just a straight percent that didn't also include some Gallagher adjustments. So we were dealing with retention uh, and recruitment. So exactly. But, but I've got, I've got to point out that if the revised number of 1.5 million for the cost, the annual cost of a 1%, if that number is is accurate, that's that's four hundred and fifty thousand more than what I was told earlier in the budget review process for each percentage point. You really don't have enough money to do anything but the straight five percent. OK, then I. All right. Um, I see. And this one, I think, just as we put a pin in this relative to um Pending the item relative to the uh, the investigator, we're going to have to look at this because there was no presentation. There was no amendment. I certainly would like the amendment considered that included a percent Gallagher uh, as well and any kind of contingency that we need to address. And so, Miss Lynch, uh, Mr. Son, and then we're going to figure out how to move forward from here. Miss Lynch. Um, I, I apologize, Madam President. I'm just getting back um, on to or trying to play catch up. Um, do you mind just recapping? It looks like we have. Um, can, do you mind recapping for me? Because it looks like we had taken a vote to not do the 3.5 percent. The original kind of compromise that we had on the Gallagher study. So I'm just trying to figure out. I did not get consensus on that. That's correct. Okay, so so we, where are we right now in the budget? <laughs> Actually, so <clears throat> other discussion that was had relative to that item was having a percent increase, but also having Gallagher. This was not the only proposal. And so I am asking that we would still take a look at that opportunity to have both the Gallagher and any additional what that percent, if we could get to, um, I think the, Question was whether we could get to 4%. Um, the preference was 5, but certainly 4% still have Gallagher so we could impact recruitment and retention at the same time. So with that, I am going, um, Mr. Addison, 
Saunders, and then we will make a decision about how to move forward with this. We did not uh, get consensus, Ms. Lynch, as you uh, as I indicated on that other. But I would like to ask that we would have consideration of a plan that includes both and not either or. Both the five per, wait, both a percent, a percent as well as the Gallagher adjustment to um, address the issues of recruitment and retention. OK, I don't see your hand. Can, um, yes. Can, Dr. Newbill, I think I have a hard time. and I think Dr. Jones said a little bit a while ago, too, is I have a hard time making a decision on this with. That's why. I'm, yes. So going just, so forward. Hold on. We, we need to have literally option one, two, three, four, or however the many options are right now. And we need to have the numbers that go with it, starting dates, Correct. just a basic little shit lease list, because I'm having a hard time tracking these moving numbers on a moving spreadsheet. And I just I need to know what is option one, how much the percent raises when it starts. And then we go through with the pricing point differences and what can we afford to do, what right. do we need to do. And that's the problem I have so, right now. That's OK, so what I would I don't know. I hear you. So what I would ask is if um, Mr. Eckelberger, if you will produce um, 3.25 was not something that went uh, 4% was mentioned before 5% and get those numbers prepared and back to us, including the Gallagher, so that we can make more informed decision. And I would ask again, we're looking at that GovOps, uh, looking at the meeting that these could be vetted. This could be vetted also along with the inspector general request and come back to us. Sure. I can, I can put something together for you. It, it, it'll take a little because it's going to be. Done. We can't do this on the fly like this. I can get that done and come back to you. Now you've already reached consensus. <clears throat> excuse me. You've already reached consensus on this next block, um, and that gets us down in compensation <clears throat> to the public defenders. <clears throat> excuse me. And there you have three amendments that are getting at the same issue that we want to do. Or does council want to begin providing supplements for the public defender salaries? I think even the numbers are all within the same ballpark. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think the first two numbers are rounded to about a million and the final number is a more refined number, um, that, that shows what it would actually take to get to parity with the Commonwealth Attorney's Office. Madam Chair. Yes, Councilwoman Robertson and then um, Councilman Addison. So um, this is my challenge. Um, the block that we just decided to jump over because we couldn't decide on is a huge portion of that budget. Um, I would like to know whether or not we can at least agree of the potential three options that we may have to choose from from what has been explained, that total dollar amount, if that's 5.8 or whatever it is, that we can agree to that is a fixed cost in the budget that we are obligating ourselves to. We can decide on the options, which may give us a little bit of uh, plus or minus once we decide on the three options. But at least we need to nail this down because right now, um, if we're just leaving it what as what came to us, we need to at least have obligated ourselves to that until we select another option so that when we make other decisions on a million dollars here and there, 
we know that we've already locked this down to this amount. Thank you, um, Councilwoman Robertson. Um, I would concur with that. I mean, that could be the minimum. That could be the amount. It allows us then to go vet the options at 4%, 5% plus Gallagher, et cetera. Um, but it does not um, then have us moving to allocate funds that we would have to come back and look at uh, readjusting categories on. Uh, Mr. Addison? So are we talking about the last step process or public defenders? Um, we went back to, I apologize, Mr. Addison, we went back to compensation for general employees. And so okay. um, the that question I, is, I, is whether or not, and I'll have to get consensus, we could um, at least earmark 5.8 million and come back with specificity relative to the options beyond the 3.25, which did not pass. Would members be amenable to that? If I could see a show of hands. Has everyone weighed? Okay. And Dr. has everyone weighed in relative to that item? Dr. Newbell? Yes. This is just to earmark this for employee compensation and how the compensation pans out is to be determined. Correct? That's correct. And, it, and what has been put on the board has been a combination of a percent increase plus Gallagher. Those are the that's what was in that other. So we do have um, consensus on that one. Bill. Thank you. What Thank I've you. what I've done is I've modified the spreadsheet to show that you have a holding amount of uh, five point eight million. Thank you. And at the same time, I brought over the five point eight million that was in the introduced budget for the uh, Gallagher study phase two as a savings because that's got to come out. There are actually 30 amendments when you see them that is going to require to do that. And then I'm holding that same amount for future decisions on compensation. Um, again, moving on down, we've already done the sworn police and fire, and now we're trying to get some idea of what council would like to do with the public defenders uh, supplement proposals. Again, there are three. They're all essentially the same thing, just slightly different dollar amounts. Now, I see hands raised. Are your hands still up from the last consensus or relative to this item? Okay, so no one have voiced anything. So the question is, um, do we want to provide, and we have two different options here. One for one million and one for one million one forty four nine thirty eight. Can I get a consensus on? Let's start with the bill. We can start with the first one first. The sure. one million. Would I have consensus on one million dollars for the public defender's office? If I could see a show of hands. I have a question. Have we discussed this yet to the degree yeah, of understanding that's what exactly, we're committing to? Yes, I, I was going to open up that for question. That's fine. I'm, no one raised hand relative for a question. Well, so question, please. I, actually, my hand was raised and then I was muted. Um, you know, I know we have the GovOps meeting coming up. I know Addison has to leave. 
um, you know, this meeting is going to be wrapping up in a half an hour. Can we come back to this? A lot of these issues that we need to vet, we need to discuss to and handle it in the GovOps meeting on Tuesday, since we're being rushed for time. And a lot of these issues, you know, we, we just still need to have discussion on. Members, are you amenable to this item also going to that committee to come be vetted and come back for recommendation? Madam President, I think all of it. I mean, we are in a position right now where we're not. It's very. This is the only thing that's remaining, uh, Ms. Lynch, is this compensation in terms of compensation. Correct. But then there's like a whole other page down. Yeah. Right. affordable housing. Okay, so I am going to go through this section first. If there's consensus to have that go to committee, can I see hands? Okay, thank you. So this will go to committee as well. Um, Bill, I don't know if you want to place um, a holder here. Of Uh, I don't know what to place since I don't have consensus on any dollar amount. What I've done when I'm. When I'm highlighting this thing in these things in blue, that's just indicating that there is going to have to be future discussion at at whatever whatever okay. committee council desires okay. to discuss it. <clears throat> to the next item, then. The last item in compensation is the two thousand dollars to update the VRS actuarial study for um for city for future city employees. Members, is there a consensus relative to that item? If I could see a show of hands. Can we repeat that again? I'm sorry, I missed some of that. It is $2,000 to um, update the actuarial study to calculate costs for transition of City of Richmond employees to VRS. $2,000 for a study? No, no, no. The VRS, the actual cost of doing that transfer. Okay, I get no, you. No, no, it's what what this is. In order for VRS to to look at the numbers, they will not take your actuary's numbers. They will not take any third party's numbers. They will only take their own actuary's number because they are on the hook for this once it happens. So they have already done an actuarial study of the city of Richmond. They need $2,000 to update that study um, to make sure it's current with FY22. That's all that $2,000 is buying you. Thank you. Okay. So I'm going to ask this. Um, I'm going to ask um, Mr. Eckelberger to go through the remainder of the sections. I'm going to ask that we would then have those uh, that we go on and schedule that they will go into committee, whichever committee will allow us to be able to vet and get this information back such that we can make decision in a timely manner, consistent with our schedule for budget uh, conclusion. So if we could go through those and then we will talk about going into committee. So because individuals are indicating that you don't have sufficient information to make a decision, if I'm hearing correctly. Ms. Larson? Yes. Ms. Trammell, is that your sentiment? Ms. Lambert, I think I heard you. Yes. Ms. Robertson? No. Okay. Ms. Larson? I I just wanted to to offer some feedback about um, everything going to GovOps. So we do have a meeting scheduled for 
Tuesday at two o'clock. Um, and I think, you know, myself and the other committee members have expressed openness to um, looking at some of these issues, but we can't push all of them there because I don't think we'll have enough time to vet all of them. So, well, I'm not, I'm looking for those that are um, most relevant. And then I'd like to talk about whether or not we could have a um, committee that uh, agrees to convene. To and those last two sections are probably the sections I would ask if we could get a committee to convene prior to um, the time that we need to get back together for work session. So I wasn't trying to land them all and go off. Okay. Councilwoman Robertson. Yes. Okay. Larson had to finish. Yes, Councilwoman Larson and then Councilwoman Robertson. Okay, so do we know when our next budget session is? Staff, Joyce, do you have um, yes. any consent? Our, okay. our next session is Monday, um, no, Monday the 3rd, and then we have another one following on May 5th. So the day right after um, GovOps, the budget work session will meet on May 5th. All right. So, so we'd be looking at feedback, Ms. Larson, from your committee for the items that we've talked about above this red line. And then I'd be asking uh, for an opportunity and it could, yes, for a committee that might convene to review the others. Okay. If you cannot. Can I please get the times for those meetings? Ms. Davis. Bill, would you give them the time? The the Monday meeting at was originally scheduled at three thirty, and that was only supposed to be a one half hour meeting for introduction of the budget amendments and ordinances that had been put in final formal form by the city attorney. That is not going to happen, but that well, meeting is is half an hour. Um, I'm but not aware Bill, that we can. I think we can get schools ready for introduction. We have agreement on that. There are a number of ordinances that are unlikely to have any amendments. Schools is one of them. Right. Your first statutory deadline is that you have to pass the school's budget by May 15th. That's that's your first drop dead statutory deadline. Thank you. Okay. So okay. we would still have that session, but Ms. Larson is asking about the next full work session, Joyce, and that would be the fifth, and the time would be what? Based on what you have feedback on. Ms. Davis? I, I don't. Hold on, I'm trying to get the exact time. Okay, so okay. while she's doing that, we can come back to that. Uh, right. Ms. Larson, you're fine with yeah, those items fine. coming to you that are above the red line. Yes, that's fine. Um, can I just get clarification on the Monday? Is it just at 3.30 then? We're not actually having a budget work session. We're just having this amendment intro then? Right, because your committee would not have met. Okay. It, yes. Just trying to figure out scheduling. Right. And Your committee would not have met. So there won't, there won't be any amendments on Monday the way things are looking right now. That that's that meeting is either available as a work session or uh, just should be canceled. So, Mr. Brown, um, 
the papers relative to RPS can't be ready for Monday? They are ready. I have no idea what those are. Madam, Madam President. Okay, well, let's, 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 we'll get back to the membership relative to Monday. Let's leave that on until you receive something indicating if it's off. Right now it's on. Okay, Mr. Eckelberger, let's move forward to at least get through these two categories. The, the, the first, the next category was the civilian review board, but my understanding is that's going to be discussed at GovOps as well. That's correct. So we're down here to the affordable housing category and the other housing category. Madam Chair, um, before we move on to that uh, piece as it relates to what we are deferring, making a decision on to go to the governmental ops, which apparently is a special committee meeting because they aren't meeting today, maybe. Uh, right. It is the reschedule of the meeting from today. All right. So I just want to make sure that we are clear that um that that meeting will be a budget review session and that all council members that attend that meeting will have the opportunity to weigh in equally. I've seen this happen before where we've sent stuff to committee and then the committee decide the vote is just the members of the committee. So let's make that clear that this is a budget work session for these items as a part of this committee and every council member will have an opportunity to weigh in on it. Members, is is there any objection to what Councilwoman Robertson is proposing in terms of the committee meeting and all members in attendance having opportunity to weigh in? Is there agreement? In which case, I'd like to see hands or consensus. Dr. Newbell? Yes. That's fine with me, but the only issue I see is that is not a budget work session where all members have been told for attendance and their time. So there might only be five members of council that show up. That's correct. So, it, I mean. Right. It's whatever members show up. It's not, you know, this is being added to your or asking to add to your agenda for vetting. It is not asking to make sure all members can show up. I mean, those right. who. But, yeah. but, but we're asking now we're changing it to not just committee members vote, but anybody that's at that meeting votes. And when we do that at these budget work sessions, in theory, at least everybody has been polled and people have it on their schedules. So I, I'm just talking. I'm about just trying to get what the pleasure is. If people don't want to. I'm just trying to get us down the road. So if that is something that is acceptable, fine. If it is not, then open to other suggestions, but just trying to move this forward. I mean, if there could be a declaration of that a work session at, towards the latter part or questions, comments. Our um, members and, and Mr. That. Brown, can you also advise us in this regard? Would there be anything that would be uh, outside of our SOPs relative to what is being suggested here? Um, I, I do think Ms. Ms. Larson is correct. Uh, the, the committee meeting is a committee meeting and only the members of the committee are, are voting members uh, right. at that meeting. Okay. That budget work session could be scheduled for any time the council you know, chooses to schedule one as long as the required notice is, is provided. Okay. 
Thank you. So with that, uh, Ms. Jordan and then Ms. Robertson, and then we need to decision. I'm sorry, I was just going to say, can staff please work on finding the other budget time for everyone to attend yes. and get back to yes. these items and maybe possibly get to the decreases that were proposed? Sure. Ms. Davis, did you have yeah, the time? That's what we need to do. Um, Madam Chair, I agree. Because the problem is the meeting that's scheduled for the third, papers have been continued to that meeting. And I just spoke with Candace, and she indicated that that meeting has to happen for those papers, even if okay. we have to um, continue them further. Another date. Okay. And the other problem is the next meeting is May 10th, which is the public hearing. And so for next week, we polled you all earlier, and we have most of the time from five members. But we'll need to add other sessions in order to finish this process. Thank you. Councilwoman Robertson. Madam Chair, at the beginning of this meeting, we agreed that we would introduce all the amendments, that we would go back and come to a consensus on each one of the amendments, and that we would determine how much uh, revenue versus additional expenditures, and we would agree to go through that process. We did not agree at the beginning of this meeting that we would send significant, significant impact on this budget to committees. And I'm glad that I have experienced that before in a committee where I was told I am not a member of this committee, so I don't have a vote. And these are budget matters that should be determined by the entire body. Uh, if we're going to go through this process, I agree with Ms. Jordan. Let's schedule some extra budget meetings and committee review without the, anyone else having a weigh in on the value of that, except the committee members will not resolve the problem that we have before. So we need to schedule additional time for this. And that yes. is what you agreed to at the beginning. And I don't think sending to committee is going to work for us. Thank you, Ms. Robertson. Um, the where we started and what staff had been working on was to schedule additional budget work sessions. That's how we started. And staff had already been trying to secure that. So I had that's the route we were going. This was an attempt to address the need for further discussion. I am um, I am open and actually would even prefer additional budget work sessions where we're present and can deliberate on these items. This has taken much more time than anything <laughs> I can begin to fathom with this. So if members are amenable to making additional time, given that in the committees that it's only the members of those committees who can weigh in, and given that these are significant areas, if members are amenable to addition, devoting additional budget work sessions, I'd say let's do that and let's lean in and let's get through this. And it will probably require more than one work session. So with that, are members amenable to adding the additional work sessions? With staff working with you, a minimum of at least two. I look now. Are the hands showing agreement for additional yeah. work sessions? Yes. Is that correct. Thank you. Three. Okay. Has everyone weighed in? Okay. So um, 
I have a consensus on additional work sessions and staff. And if you all will be as flexible as possible with staff, knowing that we have to earmark these times, it's not great, you know, but we need the time. So, Ms. Davis. Yes, Ms. Reed, the clerk will be sending you information to poll you for the available dates, for your available dates. Please ask your liaisons to respond immediately so that we can coordinate the dates. Thank you. Mr. Eckelberger, can you um, go through those last two sections? The last two sections are, again, the one that deals primarily with affordable housing. There are one, two, three, four amendments that deal with additional funding for the Affordable Housing Trust Fund in the only difference is the dollar amount. The last two, one deals with additional funding of 500000 for the eviction prevention services program. And the final one under the housing grouping is additional million dollars for homeless services. And then we move down to the other city services. And we have $100,000 for the participatory budgeting process. We have $350,000 to rewrite zoning code uh, to comport better with the 300, Richmond 300 comprehensive plan. We've got $20,000 for sister cities, <clears throat> $580,000 to increase funding for recreation for youth, $1 million for fun at 12 frozen FTEs for the Department of Planning and Development Review, $150,000 for photo speed ticketing equipment uh, in areas around Richmond Public School Zones, $25,000 as a non-departmental grant to the Hull Street Business Association for Leonard Cleanup, and finally $12,500 for uh, Girls for Change, which is an organization that has had funding in the past and for whatever reason is not included in the FY22 budget. Madam Chair. Councilwoman Robertson. And uh, then Councilwoman Ms. Trammell. Ms. Trammell is before me. I'll I'll okay, I'm sorry, I just looked up and there was Councilwoman Trammell. I'm sorry. Madam President, you can come back to me. I I think um I'm waiting for an answer. I'm waiting for an answer on something. Thank you. Thank you. So Madam Chair, um what I would like for us to have right now is if we were to fund with the reserve that we've already set aside of 5.8 to cover the compensation, which is already in the budget. Um, the additional amendments leaves us at a deficit of revenue that we need to find at what amount? You're right now you have $1,970,000 that you can spend. I, I, I'm, I'm saying if we fund all of the amendments, what would be the deficit? Oh, um, yeah. hold on one second. Yeah. Let me save what this is, and I can tell you that in just one second. All right, and then that's all of the amendments across both categories you're inquiring about. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Um, and I would like to also ask if we could get consensus on the um, on the dollar amounts that are in the budget for the affordable housing trust fund uh, which looks like there are several different amendments but overall it looks like the total amount for the affordable housing trust fund 
is estimated at somewhere uh, around almost $6 million maybe. Um, Councilwoman Robertson, that's probably the case, but we've already agreed that have consensus that we'll have additional work sessions. And so now to start earmarking without the opportunity for further discussion, as I, we I, indicated, I, would be I, a I, challenge. I understand if, that. If I, could, well, I think if, once we get once we add up the total amount of additional revenue that we would need if we funded all of the amendments, looks like we are coming up around. 3.1 million short. You would, need to find, you, would, you would need to find 3.1 million. I've just done a quick and dirty. <clears throat> if you funded everything at the the requested level, and and I've made some quick choices, but like funding public defenders at the entire amount, uh, the civilian review board at the lower amount, because there was some discussion on okay. that. Well, and then I fund these two at that amount. You're three million one hundred and sixteen thousand short. Okay. Okay. Right. And that includes also includes the affordable housing amendments in there as well. No, that you could take that three if, if you you're, you're three point one million short of funding everything other than affordable housing. Okay. So what is the total for affordable housing? If you take affordable housing if at the highest affordable housing in there, where are we? What? We're at eight million. If if I do the five point nine million dollar number, right. okay. then you're looking for nine point one million dollars more. All right. Good. Okay, Mr. Um, Eckelberger, if we are doing that, um, let me just say there was a position up in compensation with the IG's office. If we're just loosely seeing how much we might need, if we did everything that's in here, we would need to include that. But I want to say that what where we are now is not decisioning anything. This is going to these things are now going to go to the budget work session. So if it is that you're just wanting to know what that total amount is, um, uh, Vice President Robertson, um, Bill, you can let that be the case. But the discussion on these items will be in the work session. Yes, ma'am. The way the way I took the question was was <clears throat> a theoretical question that if you were to do that, how much money would you need to find? And, and the answer is, is nine point two million dollars. All right, good. That's what that is the question, uh, Madam Chair. That I'm Thank trying you. to help all of us recognize that we what? would literally have to go into the budget and cut uh, almost ten million dollars. Uh, almost yeah. ten million dollars. Not quite okay. close to it. Uh, okay. Thank you. Nine million plus. Thank you. Bill, anything else at this point? No, ma'am. I'll try to put together that that comparison of the various options for the, okay. the general employee compensation and get okay. that out to you. Um, okay. it, pro- it won't be until tomorrow sometime that I can get it out. Would appreciate that. Councilwoman Trammell, you had a a comment from before, are we good to go? We're saying we're going to add budget work sessions. Staff will work to get those sessions identified so that we can get this work done. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you. Okay. Um, anything else at this point, members? Madam Chair, just one last comment. Um, I appreciate the fact that the recovery funds that we are anticipating receiving 
is most likely going to grant us significant opportunities to add revenue to the affordable housing trust fund. My question is, there any way in this budget, by text amendment, that we can uh, put some type of condition in that the additional um, that we can assure we can we can do a placeholder. I don't. I know we can't pull money from another budget and add it into this, but if there's a, a method, if the staff and the attorney would give us a method by which we can assure funding for the affordable housing trust fund, that takes us back down to a reasonable revenue uh, finding of somewhere around two million dollars to do all the sure. other amendments. And I, I like think the question is like the question is clear. So the city attorney, if you would answer such that we have that answer uh, at our next work session, because the ARP funds portend opportunities for affordable housing, homelessness, and some other categories. And so if you could have that ready for us, uh, and actually if you could get that out to us in advance, uh, Mr. Uh, Brown, that would be helpful. So members can be thoughtful about those items. With the answer that, to the question is a resolution. Just okay. answer the question right now. Okay, so a resolution. Thank you. Um, um, Councilwoman, Councilman Jones, and then Councilwoman Trammell, and then we'll wrap up. Madam President, I believe uh, Councilperson Trammell had her hand up, so I'll defer to her and go after her. Okay, because I couldn't see who was – yes, okay. Councilwoman Trammell. Thank you, Madam I'm President. I'm glad you can it's see so who's hard. on first. Mine is not doing that. Yes. Madam President, it is so hard to see whose hands are up. I can't, you can't tell really, well, I can't tell whose hands are up. But anyway, I just want to say that, um, that if we're going to be talking about affordable housing, have find some more money for that and all that, I want to ask the city attorney to go back to police and fire to their budget and let's give them the money that they need, the funding that they're asking for. With all the meetings that we had and all that, all of us are still not clear on exactly what you know what is being presented what is not what's not going to be given to them and right now with what we had in, in councilwoman stephanie lynch's district last night it is just heartbreaking i was up on the phone on the phone to about 2 a.m this morning also i heard that i had someone get shot on jefferson davis i think someone said it made 20 minutes before he could get help what we this, we're in a crisis right now and i'm gonna tell you right now we're not even in the summer months yet we have got to do something about police and fire. And I mean, Thank we cannot wait. Thank you, Madam President. We can Thank you, Councilwoman Trammell. And we do have uh, funding in for police and fire. And so when we get into the work session, you can hear more specifically what that Thank amount you. is. President, so please. we will have that for Madam discussion. Yes. Madam President, please, please make sure that they're at the table with us again. Thank you. With that, I think, Mr. Saunders, did you have a question? or comment? Uh, Madam President, you forgot me. Oh, okay, your hand just popped back. I'm gonna, my technology, I don't know about you all, but I've been having technology challenges, so I do apologize between my iPhone and this system. So I do apologize and I'm okay. am working on it. You're, you're, uh, you're Councilman fine. Jones? I'm just trying to understand uh, uh, my colleague in the sixth. Um, if we're saying that with the ARP money coming in that we could fully fund uh, this, uh, the need that we have there, to, which is roughly five, uh, 5.9 million and some change. 
if there was a way to get a text amendment or a uh, commitment from the administration that that will be one of the first things we fund. Um, I, I know I'd be willing to um, remove that particular um, uh, amendment, Madam President, if we can get the administration to opine on that and or get a text amendment to ensure that that happens in May or June when those dollars roll out. I'm all for it. Madam, um, thank Chair, you, Mr. Jones. And so Chair, let me I just, just like say, him, um, and say, yes, that's exactly what I'm asking for. And I'd like to meet with Mr. Jones to talk about and, uh, and, and with the attorney to resolve this before we have our next work session. So thank you. And, yes, um, Mr. Brown, um, if I heard you correctly, it's about putting legislation in. Let me just say I would be interested if we are able to do legislation or text amendment that we look to get to the full $10 million that we have been talking about. And so I would be interested and I'll have a follow up conversation uh, with you as well. Are any other comments at this point? Mr. Saunders. Mr. Saunders. Are you still on? Did you have comment? I thought I saw your hand, but it's. He's no longer on the meeting. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Are there any other comments at this time, members? Let me just say this process, as you can see, um, and it's a process that (laughs) we've utilized in the last few years, but it certainly needs to be reworked um, in a way that allows for us to have uh, earlier receipt of vetting of all of this information, whether it's from our uh, uh, agencies or not, and then being able to bring that back for substantive discussion and hard decisioning about funding. And so uh, we have a lot of work to do. We're up to the task, clearly, but we do have a lot of work to do. And I do ask that you would be responsive as quickly as possible to staff so we can get the other sessions on and get through this budget process. With that, thank you all and um, the meeting stands adjourned.